0: Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 17 of season four of This Osteopathic Life. We are concluding the summer series in its own unique fashion An F word we're not going to use in the alliterative sequencing here, but one that does resonate. Today, we are talking about flavor. And just as with each of the previous moments, and as a reminder, we have walked through fulfillment, fun, focus, freedom, forte, and flexibility. So we are at the conclusion of this series, and we'll see. If more in this nature, in this sequencing, in this theme come forward, we might find that a different rhythm makes the most sense. We're embracing what appears in the moment. We are beginning with fulfillment and reminding ourselves that we can be in something and depart from something fully engaged, fully appreciative, loving it, and knowing that it is time to move on. We can create our own sense of fulfillment. It might look different moment to moment, activity to activity. When we look at fun, seeing how that comes up and where we find it, how we allow it for ourselves, what it might look like or feel like for us, and bringing fun into spaces where we might not previously have allowed it or expected it or thought it to be appropriate. Then we looked at focus. And we looked at it from the perspective of really honing in on something or broadening that view to allow more to enter. That sometimes when we choose to look at something more closely, it means there's less of a specific focal view on other aspects in the picture of our lives and that both can have their place. We looked at freedom and the opportunity we have to create that internally and how we can extend that into the world around us and what it feels like to be free. We touched on forte and we saw the capacity of owning our strengths and speaking of them very clearly, unapologetically, beginning with the forte rather than that which is not, and also examining the power of voice. Then finally, we were in flexibility and looked at how being able to move and bend and reach can be to our benefit, recognizing when we might be using it pathologically, seeing how we can step into the natural sense of it and how we can train it in. And that leads us here today to flavor. And as I mentioned before, that brief tangential summary, when we've begun each of these, we take a moment and we say, what does this mean to me? What is my experience of this from the past in the current moment? How would I like to engage with this going forward? So flavor, what comes up? For me, I automatically begin to think of food, and spices, and the different variety, and also those we use most commonly. For me, and I would wager for many, there are probably an array, a handful of flavors that are most commonly found in the dishes that you create. Similarly, if we think about the flavor of our feelings, there are probably a handful that are quite common to your daily experience, and that can be out of comfort, out of preference, lots of reasons for that to occur thinking about flavor in terms of life, right? What flavors your life? What is the flavor of the moment, of the month, of the day for you? And seeing how that comes into being. So let's take a look at the official definitions and see what comes through for us. The distinctive taste, and this finishes with of a food or drink, but let's just take that opening piece, the distinctive taste think about the flavor of your days let's go with the past month we'll take that vantage point what has been the flavor of the days in your month and automatically i get this bar chart in my mind you know most days have been fun they have been full they have been adventurous they've actually been fairly restful in this past month for me and so just noticing what. The flavor is. And then you might notice those days peppered in, no pun intended, but we'll embrace it there, that might have been really difficult, really challenging, perhaps particularly sad or frustrating, noting that none of those have to be wrong or problematic, but we can also honor them in the difficulty they can offer to us. Now, thinking of that, I'm thinking of how we perceive the flavor, recognizing that there might be one way that something tastes, and it might be perceived differently by others. For me, it was the discovery of cilantro, which I particularly love, and add as often as I can, although I did let mine go to seed in the backyard, but that's a story for another day. And I didn't know that the flavor of cilantro for others tasted more like soap. In their actual genetic components and reasons for that, and I couldn't wrap my head around first like something I loved so much. How could somebody not? And then to learn that it was actually really detrimental, and it was making their food taste really bad, and they're having an awful experience. Where I might be having this amazing salad with cilantro in it and loving it, and they might be eating it and suffering because it did not taste the same. So recognize that one experience, one substance, one day might have a different flavor for you than for someone who lived that same day even alongside you and make space for that and get curious about it rather than critical and don't let it undermine your experience you're still allowed to savor and enjoy the beauty of that day and someone else is also allowed to have not had the best time and have not been their favorite day or flavor those can coexist that can be difficult sometimes to Rectify and that lack of resonance can be hard to navigate. But offering up to yourself that it's possible for your day to exist and to have been just how it was and for theirs to have existed and been just how it was at the same time can create a space of alleviation so that you can gain some understanding from one another. Recognizing what flavors you seek. And if you are a creature of habit and you focus on those comfort flavors, how you're bringing them into your life and how that can absolutely be okay and great and supportive and sustainable. There are many times when we do thrive on the routine, on the predictable, and even just using that word, right? The connotations we put on words, it seems boring, but predictable routine can actually be very supportive and therapeutic in many ways. And then there are times when you are looking to spice it up and add a different flavor to the day, to your month, to your life. And it might be experimental. It might be something that you have not incorporated before. And being willing to test it out, to see how it feels, how it tastes, how the experience might be for you, and to be honest about your assessment of it and say, I thought that sounded great, and in actuality, it really wasn't. And that's okay. It gives you information. It informs you how you might prepare the next time. And it might not be a complete abandonment of that dish or of that experience in your life, but it might be tweaking, a little less of this, a little more of that. Maybe served alongside something else. Sometimes partnering an experience with a different group of people or in a different setting, or in a different season of the year of our life, it can be received very differently. Recognizing the role of your palate in the experience. And that is based on your genetics, as we talked about with cilantro, what is available to you. But it's also based on your past experience and exposure. So there are people who have highly trained palates. We can think of a sommelier, for example, who could pull out very distinct tiny elements in a beverage, in a meal, and identify them and see how their balance impacts the whole. And there are others who have not trained that up and perhaps have eaten the same meal over and over again, or they have consumed things that have, in some ways, destroyed the capacity of discernment on their palate. And so everything kind of tastes the same. They don't pull out those distinctive Measures, Or they need really bold flavors to be able to really sense any difference. And think about that in your life. So where are you, a sommelier? Where have you trained your palate to really pull out those distinctive flavors? And perhaps where are those spaces where you have blasted your palate for a lifetime and it can no longer accurately or effectively notice Distinctive experiences or feelings. And where might you have the opportunity to retrain and build in more of that discernment to your experience? Noticing the power of combination and of complement in the flavoring of our experiences. And so if there is something that has interested you, and maybe you have tried it, and it didn't quite bring true, it didn't quite taste as you expected, perhaps consider, was that the best time, the best season, the best moment in the day, the week, the year, my lifetime? Was I with the people that would really support that experience? Were there certain elements of this dish, of this moment, that could be added, subtracted, tweaked, partnered, in a different way? Is there a complimentary beverage or something to go alongside this main experience that would make it different for me? And sometimes the answer might be no. All those things are in line and it still didn't work for me. And that is okay. Give yourself permission to have tried it and move on. And also consider those times when you might deconstruct most of it but keep some of those foundational elements and rebuild it accordingly. Recognize that sometimes it takes practice. We might go to a restaurant or attend a dinner or witness a chef create something, and it looks amazing and it tastes amazing, and it seems like they were able to just throw that all together. But we don't always remember or acknowledge or honor the depth of experience, the skills that have been trained, the awareness of the power of combination and how to incorporate things in new ways. And so it might just take time. If we are working on being the chef of our lives and creating that menu and executing the dishes and plating them appropriately and presenting them in an order with the right pairing to the right people in a beautiful setting can take time and practice and allowing that for ourselves as we build that menu of our lives. Flavor is an indication of the essential character of something. And just thinking about the flavor of a conversation, of an interaction. And you might scan back on those with a particular person or in a particular setting, maybe in an element, in an aspect of a component of a career in your life. Perhaps it's with a certain group of people or thinking back to a time you were in school. And what was the flavor of that? Was it a time that was fun and challenging and exciting? Was it a time that was debilitating and challenging in not the ways that encouraged you to grow? And if we look back over those seasons in our life and notice the flavor that way, so we took that one month, we talked about the flavor, and we're talking about the essential character. Looking back over these seasons and sections of our lives, In noticing what the flavor was in each of those. And there too we can examine. And we don't have to do a post-mortem on everything and really dive in and tear it apart and look at all the details. But it can be helpful to pan out and take a longer view of what was happening. Especially if we're in a space of rebuilding and regrowth and simply setting intention and moving forward purposefully in our lives to notice the flavor of those seasons and to recognize which were really beautiful and that we would absolutely add to the menu going forward and which made a lot of sense in that time. I can think of a lot of foods I ate as a kid that seemed amazing and now I would think, no, no way. (laughs) Those are not part of what I'm going to consume going forward, but I can appreciate the joy they brought me in that time. And there are others I think, wow, I can't believe I haven't had that in so long. And what would it taste like now? And I might bring it back and it might bring all that nostalgia with it and remind me of these beautiful times and taste equally as delicious. And there are other things I have brought back and sampled again and thought, how did I ever consume this? It is way too sweet or it is way too salty or just doesn't taste good and be willing to honor the experience of having had it and have no need to bring it forward into the current and ongoing seasons of my life. So take a look at that. Take a look at the character of those past moments in your life. If we think about flavor and some alternative definitions that aren't always as common, but always fascinating to explore, A property that distinguishes different types of elementary particles. And so noticing the power of flavor to offer us distinctiveness and to be able to really tell the difference between one from another. So if things seem a bit muddled, if we can tune into flavor, it can help us with identification and with decision of what we would like to add, subtract, combine, continue. And then putting this forward, one that is the center of public attention for a limited time, usually used in phrases like flavor of the month. So we talked about this a bit earlier on in the episode. And from this perspective, it takes a little bit of a different shift, a different purview. And so how are we highlighting certain aspects in our lives? What have you chosen as the flavor of the month. And what motivates you to do so? Is it seasonal? Oftentimes, flavor of the month, I go to ice cream for a variety of reasons, is relevant to whatever the current crop is, right? So it might be strawberry in the summertime, and they might shift to apple in the autumn. And in the winter, they might actually bring through citrus flavors, which are more appropriate and seasonal in southern states, in the United States, or it might shift to some of those kind of Christmas-themed options, right? We might get peppermint as a choice in the wintertime in the northern hemisphere and in the spring. Maybe we shift to floral flavors. We might get honey or lavender coming through in that time. So if you're on purpose, right, intentionally or subconsciously identifying flavors of the month, of the day of the week, whatever interval in your life, what is the driving force of designating those flavors? Is it seasonal? Is the flavor of the month relevant to that time in your life, the roles that you have, the tasks that are expected of you, the resources that are available? And are you also able to let go and move on? Sometimes it can be challenging. If you are really enjoying the flavor of the month, And then it is no longer available because it is a new month. What is the impact of that on you? And how do you cope with it? How do you support yourself in having enjoyed it in the season when it was available and present? And also allowing it to be done. For me, I tend toward that sense of, oh, that was amazing. Let's have more. And we could apply that to exercise. I love that. Let's do more of it. We could apply that to ice cream, absolutely. Most recently, it was french fries at a local event here. And I had them and enjoyed them. And it seemed like the best way to enjoy them was to have more. And we could talk about the flavor and the texture and the setting and all those pieces. But actually, the more was absolutely not better. I didn't feel good. It was too much. And so remembering that flavor of the month and in the moment is actually most special, more special, because it is in a limited time, right? That brevity of it, that cycling through that knowing is only available in that moment. Another example from recently, we had the National Cherry Festival. And so that was the opportunity, right? To really enjoy cherries in that moment. And the experience is actually heightened because it is this limited time only offer. And we could talk about the psychology behind that But even for our own approach and investment in our experience, to be able to say, I'm going to choose to enjoy this now and enjoy it even more because it is happening right now and not look to stretch it beyond and force it into a space where perhaps it doesn't belong or it doesn't match the seasonality and allow it to be now and for that to be absolutely enough and just right. So I encourage you, as you consider flavor and experience flavor, to allow yourself to look at the then, how it was and what you enjoyed most of all and why and how it colored that experience, the when and how you might set forth purposefully what you would like to choose to include on your menu, and the now, where we always are, and see what resonates? What is absolutely delicious? What is a space of curiosity that you're willing to explore and to support yourself throughout the entirety of the experience? And may we continue to flavor our lives with a view of the health of all things. This is Dr. Amelia Beeky with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.